Hey, 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 sisters, and welcome back to another episode of the Intentional Mom Life with Jesus podcast. I'm here with our most specialist guest, the husband, Ravi Robertson, today, and we are talking about how to add to your family without adding chaos. We've got some pretty cool tips and tricks up our sleeve that we're going to share with you guys today and what has just helped create a seamless process and adding to our family. So let's do the jingle and we will dive in. Are you overwhelmed by your never-ending to-do list? Are you tired of your schedule running you? Do you struggle to find balance or harmony between mom life and everything else that you have on your heart and on your plate? If you're here, you're likely a busy mama wearing multiple hats, the most important of which being child of God and mom simultaneously. You desire to live more intentionally, striving to be a good steward of all the gifts that God has given you, and you want more productively peaceful days. Welcome to the Intentional Mom Life with Jesus podcast. I'm your host, Sasha Star Robertson, Jesus freak, mom blessed by adoption, wife, wonderluster, and your intentional living and biblical mindset coach. On this podcast, you will find abundant motherhood solutions that will set you free from the chaos, overwhelm, that never-ending to-do list, and help you create a schedule that actually works for you and your family. My mission is to help busy mamas just like you establish faithful foundations, live from purposeful priorities, and master your motherhood mindset. If you're here, you're ready to say yes to intentional, productive, and peaceful days in Jesus. So grab your cold brew and your planner or strap those kiddos into the car seat and let's jump into today's episode. being here with us today. And thank you, Torin, for being here with us today as well. Um, Fair warning, this is going to be another sweet treat of an episode as you are probably going to hear all the baby coos and ahs. And honestly, he's like a little pterodactyl or a little Tyrannosaurus Rex because his arms are always like flailing around and he's like, ah, feed me and like making all these like raw noises. It's super cute. Hashtag boy mom over here. It's like super unique to our child. I'm sure no other kids are exactly like that. I think all babies are like that, <laughs> Robbie. Anyway, um, so today we are diving into just getting real about some of the things that we have done to add a baby to our family that has helped prevent creating chaos or just dysfunction or disorder in our home. And I think one of the number one things is on our way home from the hospital, we stopped. Actually, I was shopping at Target.com because I was on the hunt for formula. Um, if you're at Target. Wow. <laughs> Tell me more. Tell me more. Um, remember that time you're like, hey, I have a doctor's appointment. You should probably just like go to Target. And then I like made a reel out of it or a <laughs> TikTok. And it like, it didn't go like completely viral, but a little bit. I think at that time it was a like minor infection. My most viewed, like when your husband says you should go to Target. Like what? Who Whose husband says that? Mine. He's amazing. If you don't have an amazing husband, find yourself one. Um, or I don't know. Anyway, I'm not going to get into that. Change of subject. Um, so that's if, not gonna make the final cut. If you're listening in real time, you might know about this like formula shortage thing going on, right? So um, our children are adopted, 
So um, we're like leaving the hospital and we're like, oh, we need some formula for when we get home. And I'm like looking at everywhere, like our local Kroger stores and Costco and all, and nobody has formula. And so Target had two cases. It was the last two cases that they had. So I'm shopping at target.com so we can just do a pickup on our way home from the hospital. And of course it shows me this like monster truck ramp. Um, mm -hmm. And our son is obsessed with monster trucks and all things that room and whatever else. He will be three. Actually, he just turned three. Um, by the time you're listening to this. So um, he just turned three and he's obsessed with all, all the things, monster trucks and cars and whatever else. So I looked at Robbie and I said, hey, do you think we should buy him a big brother present? And he's like, yeah, absolutely. So add to cart. Um, we brought him home this really fun little monster truck thing. And that day, Robbie helped him put it together and they played monster trucks for probably like a half hour to an hour. Um, and so getting a big brother or a big sister present has been a really good thing for us because it's just reminding him like you are the big brother, like you are the leader, you are the one setting the example here. You're still special, like you came first. And this is something that is not for the baby like it's specifically for you and you know by the time a year goes by and the baby's like big enough to play with it he's gonna forget probably that it was his special thing and he's gonna have a dozen other special things by then so um, a big brother big sister present um, when you also bring baby home I think was like super helpful to to go into that transition for him well it celebrates him and his new role in the yes. process too like in the same way that you celebrate becoming a mom or a dad or a mom or a dad of multiples, he gets, you know, we need to celebrate that he is now the bigger brother or if you have a daughter that she's the bigger sister because they're going to play a pivotal role. I mean, like it or not, they're going to be probably more engaged and more face-to-face -face with your baby as they get older than even you will be because they're going to be the ones playing tag and they're going to be the ones building Legos and stuff. So to kick off that relationship on the right foot, yeah, man, it was, that was super huge. We even got some meals the other day uh, from some friends um, and from at our church, and they even made a little um, care package for our son. That was his big brother care package that just had like some goldfish and candies and stuff like that. But it was a really sweet gesture, and it just really reinforced that. Oh yeah, and his reaction was like taking every little piece of candy and like chip. He's like chips. Oh my goodness! Wow! <gasps> wow! Like he was so excited. I've never about seen that much appreciation. <laughs> like little ziploc bag full of big brother treats yeah i've seen teenagers less excited to get a car <laughs> right so Thanks. another part of integrating you know the 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 big brother or big sister um mentality into the the older child is a lot of ownership in the processes now i've noticed in my son and i imagine if it happens in you know solo it's happening in a lot of other people's kids too that kids want to help out they want to be involved um, not 20 minutes before we were doing this i was doing the dishes again and solo's like dad me help out me help you so it's like yeah man get up here you know help on out like we can we can help clean stuff up and he was helping me do the dishes he was making a wet watery mess everywhere but he was helping in the same way you know, I think it's good and, and important to have ownership in the processes that's happening with the baby, uh, holding the baby, helping to feed the baby, uh, wiping his mouth when, you know, he gets a little bit of milk spilled over, just being the extra hand to grab something, even something as simple as, hey, can you please let the dog out? Can you please let the dog in? These things that even toddlers can handle at their level and giving them that responsibility to own 
and then that gives them the ownership of what's happening in the house and it makes them feel like this isn't happening to them but that they are part of what is happening yeah i love that and he's been really good i'm like can you hand me the burp rag or you know can you can you go do this or like you know baby's crying can you go give him a pacifier and he's like yeah he's always super excited to go help out and be um just a, a, a contributing member of the family like it, it helps create value in him right that he gets to take ownership and be a part of this process and i think this kind of goes into the third thing which is like make it all about the older sibling i think initially your mindset is when you bring a baby into the home like it's always about the baby because they're help these helpless little beings that like you have to hold them and feed them and burp them and rock them and change their diapers 17 times a day and they're just potatoes yeah it's like they literally need you for every little thing that it's like, okay, now the focus is all about the baby. But I think what's been really helpful for us is to make that focus all about the older sibling. And like, you're a big brother now. Like it's, it's all about him, like the big brother present and the big brother ownership and just reminding him like his active role in this, that like, he's a little helpless baby right now that we have to be extra gentle to, but like, look forward into a year from now like he's going to be your best friend and you guys get to play together and you get to help teach him how to crawl and teach him how to throw balls and teach him how to walk and read books potty train him and everything else and so um i think it's been really helpful to just kind of make it all about him like you're a big brother now oh my goodness that's so exciting and um and i think both of the two preceding this the big brother big sister present and then the ownership and the process that robbie talked about are really culminated in this like mindset shift of making it all about the older sibling yeah, and uh, and I, I really do love that. That is the approach and the perspective that we take. Um, but you know, just as important as including the older sibling in the equation of everyday life, it's still important to give that child special attention. And there's a few other people that I've talked to that have multiple children. Some have three. Some have like six or seven. And they have special specific time that they set aside for each individual child. And going from one to two, you're going from an only child to many children. Now attention is divided and quality time is divided. And nobody seeks a, a, a lack mindset quicker than a kid. Um, so to address that right away is to still give that special attention and that special quality time to the older sibling in that time. Um, after we wrap this podcast, Solo and I are going to go into the bedroom. We're going to wrestle for a little while because he wants to wrestle. That's the thing that he wants to do with dad. And that's something that we're going to do. And the baby's not involved in that because that would be really awkward and bad. But it's just the special time that he gets and the attention where it's just me and it's just him. You know, he and I are going to go do that. Um, this coming weekend, this will have already happened in the past, but our state fair is going on. We are going to the monster truck show at the state fair with a couple other friends. And it's just going to be me and it's just going to be him. And it's going to be our guy time. And to show him that he his time is still valued as an independent human being. And that he is more than just a function of being a brother. Or, you know, he, he's still my son. And he is still gold. So just taking that time, give that attention, give that quality time. And it doesn't need to be all the time. 
but it needs to be consistent and it just needs to be a little bit every day. If you're a dad, come home, set your, your lunch bag down and play with your kids for the first 15 minutes. Give them that quality time. Give them that first fruit of your time off of work and that will go miles and then your kid will not be chasing after it. Yeah, we talked about this a little bit too on the, a previous mm-hmm. episode, like lead measures measures versus lag measures with your children. Yep. Um, so I think that was in like the five parenting best parenting tips we've ever received or something like that. Maybe. Maybe it was in a different one. I don't remember. It was a... Go binge them all. They're all good. Yeah, binge them all. <laughs> um, I love this though, Robbie, because you've just pointed out and made me realize like I have, I don't think other than like bedtime routine or nap time routine, you know, when we're giving him that quality time where it's reading books and whatever, usually all about him, just park the baby in the crib or, um, you know, the swing and and give solo that focused attention. But I don't think I've had any time. So I was just thinking I should probably like take him to the pool or something or, you know, take him on a coffee date and just have some mommy and solo time. Yeah. So thank you for, (laughs) see, I'm even learning from our podcast as we're recording it. Um, The next one we want to talk about is language usage. And I've heard this in terms of never blame the baby. And it's been super, super helpful. And I was just like, when I first heard it, I'm like, oh my goodness, how do you even do that? But um, in times where, you know, the toddler's like, play with me. Don't say, I can't, I'm feeding the baby right now. Or, um, you know, don't ever blame the baby for your actions or the circumstances, but say, oh, I will in just a moment when I finish up what I'm doing right now. Like if their mind correlates that it's to the baby, that's one thing, but never use that language that it's like about the baby or blame the baby for a reason why you can't give them attention, why you can't meet their needs right now. Um, Just make it more of a vague thing. I want a snack. Okay. Well, if you can go grab a snack out of your snack drawer and bring it to me, I'd be happy to open it for you. But you know, because that situation is I'm sitting there feeding the baby. I can't get up and make you food. I'm feeding the baby. There's definitely different language and a different message being delivered there. So never blame the baby. Be very wise in your language choices. I find myself having to be really deliberate and intentional about the language that I use because it's really easy to slip into those those kinds of statements because it's really what's going on. But uh, yeah, just to be the adult in the situation and keep it framed how you want it to be framed. And with a little bit of practice, it actually comes a little bit more naturally, which I've, I've found to be really nice. Um, speaking of consistency especially with the toddlers, you want to maintain the consistency that they already have with things like their bedtimes, their naps, and their meals. I think sleep times are like probably one of the most highly guarded, like need to be highly guarded processes in a toddler's life. Because once the sleep rhythm is thrown off, man, that throws a wrench in absolutely everything else. It cascades through every other aspect of life. Um, the nice thing about the bedtimes and the naps is if you have a bedtime routine established for those things and you maintain those times you're kind of taking it back to i said where like the child is getting that special attention that quality time which you recognize is something that you've maintained very very well in this and we've both worked really hard to maintain for our son but it also helps create a cadence in the day where he knows what to expect so he doesn't feel as chaotic like he's not in a place of chaos so his reactions and responses are not that of chaos i mean he's still a toddler but we don't really have many screaming tantrums beyond you know normally what's expected when you turn a tv off he gets sad that's expected and um 
yeah, I just to make the point of keeping those things on the schedule on time. Sometimes you have to work around what's happening with the baby, but most times if you set that up, you can even include the baby inside of that time. Uh, we've got some nice, you know, really sweet pictures of our family where we've got Torin laying in bed with Solo and we're reading books and we're praying and like the whole family's involved and it's a beautiful thing and it doesn't have to be a thing of chaos where you're hearing multiple needs across the house and can only be in one place at a time and your blood pressure is going way up. So as much as it's good for the child, I find it to be really good for me too. Yeah, I I would agree with that. And I think we've arguably been more intentional with the consistency around bedtimes and naps and um, family meals and things like that just to help create that quality time and just bonding together like this child coming into our family is not going to take away from our time with each other as husband and wife it's not going to take away from our time together as a family it's not going to take away from our quality time with our son and I truly believe like that is how God would would have it be that you know, as our family grows, our hearts have just grown, not just for this little boy, but for, you know, our current son and each other and just our family as a whole. And so for me, just that consistency um, in bedtimes and meals have been, has just been my heart growing and being more intentional towards stewarding these amazing, precious gifts that God has given me. Absolutely. Well, thank you guys so much for listening in. I hope that this episode blessed you with these six ways that you can add to your family without adding to chaos. I hope that some of these tips have been helpful for you, especially for some of you who might be adding to your family soon or uh, maybe have just recently added to your family. Um, I hope there's something new here. And if so, please jump into the Intentional Mom Life with Jesus community and share with us on the post that comes out about this episode and definitely leave a review. Let us know, let the other listeners know um, what your takeaways are or what you love about this podcast. And lastly, you can always share. You can click the share button and share this episode privately with a friend who's about to have a baby. Share it on your story. Share it on your social media. Send it an email, um, text message, whatever you need to do to make sure this information is shared with others so that they can receive these practical tips and add to their family without chaos. I hope you have a God-blessed week. Have the best day.